I was I was very slow. Like I was very slow. I'd never driven before. My dad, I think, he lapped me a few times, but eventually he didn't lap me anymore. And then eventually I lapped him. Um, so obviously there was that progression there. But it was just the first time I drove a car. It, I just felt alive. Jessie Combs, who is a land speed record, she um, she passed away during an attempt, unfortunately, but she was a huge inspiration. But one of her quotes was, the steering wheel doesn't know I'm a woman. Men play with cars, girls play with Barbies. Like, you know, it's very, you are sort of pushed to your sort oh. of lane. And I don't think you should be. I think you should definitely find your own path and find what makes you happy. Until I see a woman in F1, I'm not really going to be happy. And to be honest, the best life is a life well lived, a life authentically lived is yourself. Mentally, I've pretty much been at rock bottoms more times than I can count and more times than I'd like to care to say. You know, there were times where I didn't want to be alive through what I've been through. And something just flipped in me sort of one day where I was like, well, if I'm going to make a go of it and I'm going to stay, you've got to go for it. You've got to put everything into it, like... So when I was 15, I was sexually assaulted by a guy I met through racing. That, those periods where you thought, did, did you actually think about taking your own life? What, yeah, what is that? definitely. There's probably more than one occasion. I uh, I just didn't want to be here. I, it, it was just awful. I felt like vulnerable. I felt picked apart. It, it was pretty much, there's nothing that anybody could probably do to me now that could ever make me feel bad again. I want people to know that even if you feel alone, you're not. You're not, because there are so many people who suffer in silence, and you shouldn't have to, because it was the first sort of time where I had... I knew I was good at driving. I knew, like, I had something about me, and I knew that I wanted to do it, but it was the first time I had proof. I'm on a mission to help the world to see success differently. For sharing the stories of our guests, I hope to inspire those that listen. This is the Different Hats podcast, produced by H2 Productions. I hope you can join us on this journey. Okay, I'm just going to say something about one of our sponsors, Rivervale. The world of cars, vans and minibuses is often a pain point for many of us. The hassle of finding the right vehicle, let alone looking after it, are all more things to add to our lists as busy people. Rivervale's mission is to make motoring manageable, and that's why they provide leasing, purchasing, servicing and vehicle management. So whether you have one family car or a fleet of vans for your business, Rivervale are your trusted vehicle supplier. Visit www rivervale.co.uk okay let's jump back to the podcast okay welcome to another episode of the podcast this week i'm delighted to welcome motor racing sensation jade goodwin to the podcast jade how are you hi i'm well thank you it's a lovely day in brighton nice to nice to travel out of the uh smog of stoke so yeah. good to be here <laughs> oh, listen absolutely <laughs> delighted to have you on we've obviously got a mutual friend simon, simon. nicholson from from handles banking and um when he shared your story and journey with me i was i was blown away and um 
honestly so inspirational and just a real one of uh, the podcast itself has sort of developed into something a bit more than just a business podcast and it has about people's journeys and their life stories and and what we can take and lessons we can learn from them and i think um when he's shared part of yours with me i was like i say i was blown away so really honored to have you here today so thank you for coming thank on you. awesome well look Again, with Series 5, we've started to do something a little bit new, um, which is our Life in 60 Seconds thing. So we're going to kick off with, with, with one of those first. So just tell me, in 60 seconds, something um, from your childhood that has helped shape who you are today. So um, when I was 10 years old, my brother brought us tickets to go and watch a touring car race, and it was at Alton Park. And um, I mean, motor racing was on the tally. We'd all, I've, I've always watched F1, grown up with it, but it's never some, been something that I've been pushed towards or even thought I could even yeah. be in because, you know, you, you watch it on tally and you don't, it's all the men, you know, you don't see the women. So it's, you would not, you know, as a child, think that that's sort of something that we do. Um, but obviously we got the tickets and the second I was sort of trackside um, and I saw it, I felt the roar, um, we were next to the starting line and they're holding them on the rev limiters and you can feel the bangs and pops in your lungs. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I want a piece of this. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I was like, how, how do I how do I get into this? I want to go with this. Like, this is fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Well, brilliant thing. I love things like that where you just almost, like you say, mm. there's, there's there's something in it that just sparks something it's like inside you. switch. And, and yeah. I was just completely like... I, I need this. This is the life. Like I want to, I want to do that. Brilliant. Dad, I want to do that. <laughs> so do. pointing at them. Um, but yeah, we sort of like got our own car, and because we, you know, we're not really from quite a well-off background. Yeah. Um, so we got our own car, and we started to race over the country, and that was just, you know, I've been able to travel the, the UK through tracks, which is pretty phenomenal, and it's just karting for me in general, sort yeah. of was very very nice for me very niche um obviously not a lot of people know that karting exists on such a high level um it's not televised it's not well known i mean even we didn't know about it we we sort of had to find our own way um with the majority of races it is very much a family affair so i know three four five generation or races where they're sort of the dad and then they pass it on to the sons and then the sons pass it on to the sons whereas obviously like me and dad sort of came into it completely completely green um But yeah, very, very special. Um, very got me closer to my dad too, which you know, for a sort of teenage girl at the time, then what 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 do they have in common with their dad? Yeah, Not a lot, sure. apart from moaning about the dishes, perhaps <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, well, t- tell, t- talk to us a little bit more then about about um, with your story and just at that start. Mm. Just tell me a little bit more, I guess, about about life growing up and mm. and what what it was like in that so from 10 years old so when mm. we, did you first start racing what was mm. it how old was you when so you... it was about probably so I went indoor karting first because mm. obviously like you don't want to just chuck a 10 year old out and something ridiculously quick yeah. um so we went indoor went with my dad and my dad had been a few times before you know over the years and mm. um just starting there and the first time I ever drove a car on track it was I was I was very slow like I was very slow I'd never driven before my dad I think he lapped me a few times but eventually he didn't lap me anymore and then eventually I lapped him um so obviously there was that progression there but it was just the first time I drove a car I just felt alive I had this buzz the adrenaline um I actually sat in the car once I came in. I sat in the car for about five minutes because I couldn't physically get up 
because I had that much adrenaline. I was buzzing. Like, it was almost like everything was firing in the brain and my body was saying, yes, like, this is this is right, this is for you. Wow. It's very special for me. Yes, and amazing. And how, how long was the, um, the period uh, from that first race to when you started lapping your dad? Um, I'd probably say it was a couple of months. Um, mm. We used to sort of go, like, maybe, like, once a week, sort of go for, like, do sort of half-an-hour sessions. Um but obviously, Dad had a, been driving on the road for like twenty years <laughs> yeah, at that point. And a little bit more experience. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely, definitely. He he'd done a couple of go kart races himself. He was pretty much very much a boy racer back in his day. Oh, um, uh, okay. One of his friends is actually uh, Gareth Lloyd, who's a time attack driver now. Um, but obviously, I think not quite fast and furious, but not quite um, <laughs> very much boy racer, street racer sort of. You know, sort of back in the day. I don't know too much about it, and I think that's probably for the best. Because yeah, sure. I definitely, I think he's definitely glad that I have the track. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. once that sort of ignited in me, I don't think I could ever really put it out. And to to have the track to be able to go and blow off all my um, sort of speed, because yeah. obviously on the on the road you want to be safe. You want to, yeah. you know, the speed limits are there for a reason. But yeah. like on the track, I can sort of go off, blow off all my steam, and then. You know, because yeah, yeah. I, I do want to go fast. <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, problem. <laughs> and what, and what that, so coming into it though, even mm. at that, that really young age, mm. was there? Was you def, was you in the minority? Was there other girls mm. doing it at that um, time? Or there was another girl at the track, um, and yeah, I mean, I we we were sort of friends, but I feel like with girls in motorsport, especially. Um, because there's so little of us. Yes, you would think that, oh, we'd sort of team up. But mm. no, in some ways, you don't want to be like the lowest finishing girl because even if you're on a grid of 60 drivers and there's two girls, you want to be the girl that finishes the highest. Yeah, sure. Whereas for me, I genuinely think we should sort of form some sort of solidarity. Mm. Like I've had a sort of a bad weekend, so did another girl at another race somewhere, and we were in sort of the Repercharge B final, so you had to, I think it was top four, made it through to the main final. And me and her were sat one-two, and I we could have challenged each other, we could have crashed, we could have made a mistake, but we sort of pulled alongside each other, sort of, you know, gave each other the nod, and we finished sort of one-two, because we knew, like, just get through, sort of team up, in a way. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, some of the girls I've been able to meet through racing have been brilliant. You know, we're all sort of the, we are sort of the minority. So mm. it is nice to sort of look across. And even if you're not friends, even if you don't know each other, you will, there'll be a smile. You'll give each mm. other a smile because you both understand that it's sort of us against them. Yeah. And you want them to do well and you want to do well as well. Like the, the table's big enough. Like yeah, <laughs> we, no, we should definitely all... Definitely all try and get there. We are completely underrepresented, I will say. I mean, the W Series was really great in trying to, you know, getting these female drivers out there like Alice Powell, Jess Hawkins, Abby Pullin, Sarah Moore, Abby Eaton. They all deserve to be as well known as any other male driver because what they're doing is phenomenal. Mm. But at the same time, I don't really believe that just race, girls racing girls and boys racing girls is what our sport is about yeah. because I think it's us and uh, equestrian and I think we are the only two sports where men and women compete on equal terms mm. and to me that is that's pretty much everything and obviously like when you're racing you want to race the best and that's 
the man at the minute. 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 Um, we're coming for you. Uh, you'd be worried. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. But as a woman, you sort of have to do twice as good to even yeah. sort of gain, you know, like, like a man. So I saw a picture. This is a little bit off topic. There's a picture of Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, all together. And there's one woman sat at the front and they're all Nobel Prize winners. And there's only one person in that in this picture who has two Nobel Prizes. And it was Mary Curie. Yeah. So she had to be she had to have two Nobel Prizes just to, to just, to, just to have just to a seat. So I do feel like that is sort of a reflection. I mean, sort of a hundred years ago we were still chaining ourselves to gates and trying yeah. to get the vote. So yeah. it has come a long way, but there is still there's still more work to be done, definitely. It, it is. It's so it, I, I, I had mm. someone on here, um, Karen mm. Dobray and Joe Child, they're both. Um, so Karen works at um, Lewis Football Club. She was one of the yeah. directors at Lewis Football Club. And you know, their whole thing is about equality. Mm. And um, they're the only team in the Football League that pay their women the Equal same rates, as them. And, yeah. and that's, which is incredible. Mm. But I spoke to her and she, they've, been, they've been doing that for five years. And I, mm. I'm like, I can't, I can't comprehend why other clubs have not can't moved into it. that into that sphere and and mm. and look what what the england uh, football team done was the amazing the oh to see everybody yeah. get behind them and be like come on girls i i, I had a tear in my eye yeah. i was like yes it was finally yeah it really it really was incredible mm. i think to see everybody. how far yeah. how far we've come mm. but as you're sort of alluding to there's still and, it, and this relates mm. not just in sport but in business mm. in society as a whole actually mm. I talk to people within the tech industry and them, uh, uh, um, women are so you know, uh, yeah. yeah and it's just uh, it's crazy to see that we're still in mm. that thing well, look, we're moving in the right direction great mm. but we have still we have still got such a long way to go I've just I've actually my, my wife's a, a solicitor and she, I'm started listening to this book recently called Invisible Women yeah. um, it's unbelievable and when you realise the, the small things that society as a whole even the way that mobile phones the sizes yeah. that mobile phones are made uh, based on men's hands even the, mm. when crash test dummies yeah. in cars, cars are based on men. men so what does that effect have then on women when mm. the crisis that I mean, blows my mind then we sort of caught like within the recent couple of years they've actually started making more race suits for women because wow. for the first sort of five six years i was wearing men's suits and obviously men are sort of more like straight shoulder yeah. to sort of waste whereas yeah, women we, we go in we come out yeah, we, you yeah, know yeah. we sort of so to find suits that fitted you were either massive here or tight here and you know you could never sort of get the proportions right wow. but yeah so it, it, it was difficult to try and find obviously like helmets are pretty much fine yeah. and everything but the suits and I mean I'm I'm in a child sizes of gloves oh really yeah I'm in small, extra small gloves. It was actually quite hard to find gloves that they don't make gloves that small for car racing. They do, but maybe yeah. not perhaps in the brand I wanted, yeah. you know, to sort of stick with the same sort of brand that I sort of stay with. Yeah. Or, you know, it is a little bit of a, you have to do a little bit more fishing yeah. for, for your sort of stuff. But yeah, like women are definitely... Just underrepresented, I think, yeah. in that field. And, but it's, it's amazing, like you say, people like yourself who are breaking that mould and, and, yeah. and not are not frightened to go into that male-dominated mm. environment and stand up and go, actually, like like you just said, mm. we're coming for you. We are, are, are crown challenge. We are. And it's amazing, actually, like you say, that 
that within sport as a whole, men and women don't compete at that level, but they do yeah. in racing, and you can take it to that next level, and which is which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is great. The the car, I, Jessie Combs, who is a land speed record, she um, she passed away during an attempt, mm. unfortunately, but she was a huge inspiration. But one of her quotes was, the steering wheel doesn't know I'm a woman. So the car doesn't know I'm a woman. Mm. The car is like the conduit. It, it's very much driver-based. Mm. And obviously physically, like... I, I do think men and women are completely equal, but I do think we are stronger in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy how, like, I can grow a person, give birth to a person, yeah. and sort of go about my life. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but men can't. And yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. like, every man sort of came from a woman and, you know, all sort of that sort of thing. But uh-huh. I do think it's crazy. Like, I, I do... I guess I do see myself as one of the lads because I've grown up in motorsport with with the lads. Um, So I am very much more boyish, but just you just never really as girls we're not really ever pushed into it. And like I've had people come up to me and say, "Well, well, it's not very ladylike, is it, to race?" Really? And I'm I I just get so confused when they when they sort of come with that sort of energy in question because I'm like, yeah, but. What is, what is a lady to you? Is is that what you've sort of been indoctrinated with as a child? Like men play with cars, girls play with Barbies. Like yeah. you know, it's very you are sort of pushed to your sort oh, of lane, and yeah. I don't think you should be. I think you should definitely find your own path and find what makes you happy. I love that. Even if it's not yeah. what people expect. expect yeah. yeah, I really love that, and mm-hmm. I. It's what's opened my eyes to it a lot is having kids actually yeah. and, being, and, and having twins. And I, I alluded to earlier, we spoke a little bit off air and I said, obviously, got a boy and a girl. Yeah. Um, but Luca, since he, they're eight now, since he was two years old, has been wearing girls' clothes on Sundays. Yeah. And he just, as a society, we're so adamant on putting people in boxes. Yeah. That, oh, you've got to fit that box. You have to be this, you have to be that, and you don't. Yeah, and 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 exactly mm. that. You you don't. We we're just mm. we're all human beings. Mm. Whatever that like, whatever that scale of more mm. masculine or feminine or whatever that looks like, is is almost irrelevant. We're just yeah. human beings, and that's how how we should look at it, and the society mm. should look at it as a whole. And when you talk about where you are in racing and going. It's not lady like what? Why? It's why? because it's because yeah. society has said, oh, well, women shouldn't mm-hmm. potentially do that because it's a man's sport. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, well, yeah. And, and there's all sort of like the women driver jokes, and I mean, I've seen some pretty bloody terrible men on the road drive. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. but say if I maybe had a crash, it'd be oh, women drivers. But it's mm-hmm. like there's none of that for the men. You see the F1 drivers chucking it off sort of every race, and. Yeah. But whenever the W Series, so there was quite a bad crash at Spa at the top of the hill mm. um, through Rouge, and there was oil on the track and there was sort of a five-car pile-up and the amount of ridicule and criticism I saw on social media. But I've seen the sim- same same similar crashes in F1 and everyone's like, oh, are they okay? Like, oh. And it's just very much, yeah. you know. Yeah. We've got, like, like we're alluding to for the whole, the whole start of this conversation, actually, we have come far, brilliant. Yeah, but we there still is, got a bit to there, go. There I mean, a until long, long way to go. until I see a woman in F one, I'm not really going to be happy. Yeah. And if they're, I mean, the doors are slowly creaking open, but mm. we, we just got to kick them in at that point because, yeah. I mean, we couldn't vote. Yeah, you know, a woman. 
yeah. like Serena Williams, a woman winning that many Grand Slams was unheard of, yeah. you know. And athletes especially, women athletes, I do find that because we have to train to such a degree, mm. we don't look feminine. We have we have the muscles, we mm. have this, that and the other. We, You know, and, you know, you get like the sort of comparisons, well, she looks like a man, but she, she's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the gender is like... Obviously, like, it's whatever you want it to be, yeah. especially nowadays. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, I don't see boy-girl, I see person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a friend who was Jamie, raced carts, um, now is Jess, yeah. and sort of I, sort of the ridicule and the attitude, it's very, it's a man's sport, motorsport is, mm. and the fact that obviously people had known her for years mm. And then she then sort of came out like she faced so much stigma, like her family, there was, you know, a bit of abrasiveness there with it. Mm. Like people don't completely understand it. Like, you know, the older generations, they can't really get their head around it. But I I don't see her as this, that or the other. She's a driver. We're drivers. And that, again, is such a mm. brilliant message just for people listening, I guess, that from a gender point of view, mm. but from actually using... And sport has got such a power, isn't it, behind yeah. it? And when you can use that, and like you said, she she is just a driver. Oh, yeah, and she's, she's, she's brilliant. Him and she's, she's had that transition, mm. and now she's a she, and that's how she identifies. Amazing. That, and how brave that she's actually yeah, been able to... definitely to go through that transition and still go into the walk into that I guess the pit and and mm. go right I'm I'm now Jess and I'm gonna yeah. go out and still race yeah and I'm, I'm here and I'm yeah, you man. can't stop me and it's you can't you, yeah. you shouldn't have to but I do think that like you should live your own life very much to that degree because if people are trying to put you in this box and tell you what you should be mm. that's not you're not living who are you living for you mm. should live for yourself more than anybody else um, and to be honest, the best life is a life well lived, a life authentically lived is yourself. And if people don't like that, then, well, stay in their lane. They can stay in their lane. That's not yeah. their life to sort of have a say in. Yeah. It's definitely not. Um, I definitely think you should, you know, whatever you feel, however you sort of, what side you sort of, if you, if you go more feminine, more mm. masculine. Like, I definitely think you should just do what makes you happy because life is so short. And yeah. we're only here. We only get one go of it. Like if if we live our life in fear because of people might what oh, sorry yeah. of what people might say, yeah. then you're not. You know, it's not going to be a happy life for you. And that that that's really sad and upsetting. I, f- I think that's so powerful. And it's mm. a really really valid point. And uh, I, I, I spoke to a guy on here once. And we was talking about we'd done a mental health um, awareness sort of episode. Yeah, I was talking too. about. Um, we were talking about that and he was talking about a book that he read um, uh, The Five Regrets of the Di- The Main Regrets of the Dying yeah. and actually the top regret of the dying and this was from a palliative nurse mm. who had done it uh, and the, top, the biggest regret of the dying was that I didn't live a life true to myself yeah so if that is the biggest regret of or people on their deathbed yeah as well and like, that, like surely mm. actually just when, when you listen to that yeah. All of us, like as you've just alluded to, just live a life authentically mm. to who you are. We haven't got to be put in boxes, and we've got to, you know, just be ourselves all of the time. And whatever happens in our lives, whatever our achievements are, or whatever that looks like, ultimately, as long as I've lived an authentic life, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. 
So, like, through high school, the boys used to laugh at me. They used to call me Lewis Hamilton, like, oh, you race go-karts, you know, all this, that, and the other. Mm. And as they've sort of grown up, they've sort of been, oh, like, if I've run into them in my hometown or if they message me, you know, they see that I'm racing cars now, they're like, oh, you're so cool, what you're doing is so cool. And it's like, hang on a minute. Back then, you were you were one of the ones basically trying Take to it. say not to do it. Yeah. And it's very much like, well... He's sort of laughing now in yeah. the same sort of degree. But, you know, you you just, you can't, if, if somebody tells you you can't do something, that is more than enough reason to go and do it. Yeah. And if somebody's laughing at you, then give them a reason not, not to, to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if someone tells you you can't do something, then definitely go and do okay. it. Yeah. Definitely go and do it. Wipe that smile off their face because okay. there's power in that. Where, where where does that I'm intrigued where does that mindset come from from you like where does that mm. like because obviously you've had that from a young age going into a sport where mm. you know potentially at that time young yeah. girls it was seen as haven't well, always been don't. this way no, but that's what, <laughs> very it, much but yeah like that mm. uh, uh, from a young age have you had that sort of I'm gonna uh, if you say I can't do it I'm gonna go and do it well anyway. yeah definitely I mean I love it mm. racing especially is like my first love and mm. I feel sorry for whoever I might marry one day because there will always be second <laughs> to the racing because that will always be my first. You never forget your first love, do yeah, you? Yeah, sure, sure. It's very much like that. But I've, so obviously we'll probably get into it a bit later, mm. some of the stuff that I've experienced. And mentally I've pretty much been at rock bottoms more times than I can count and more mm. times than I'd like to care to say. Um, but I just got to a point where i gotten that low that the only way was possibly up and it's very much like I just can't I don't want to stay here because you know there were times where I didn't want to be alive through what I've been through and something just flipped in me sort of one day where I was like well if I'm going to make a go of it and I'm going to stay you've got to go for it you've got to put everything into it like so, you know, eventually, you you know, it will it will stop. And it, it's just surprising. So, like, a lot, a lot of the time it was very much a, just one more day. Just, just do one more day. Just do one more day. And that turns into sort of do one more week. Do one more month. Mm-hmm. Try another year. Keep going. And especially for me, like, I've, I've been lucky that even though things didn't progress as quickly as I wanted to in motorsport, because I, I wanted to be racing cars when I was 16. I've made it happen at 24. So you sort of, well, I've had help to make it happen yeah. at 24. I've been very lucky and very appreciative to the people who have got me here. But even though it could be rain clouds, the sea's rough, everything's really bad, eventually, if you just keep going, you could even go further than you could ever imagine. Like, looking back at some of the stuff I've done, I've I've raced in Italy as part of a girls' team. I've been to America and driven a kart. I've raced at the track where I first saw my first ever race. And, you know, I think every now and again, we definitely forget to stop and smell the roses. Like, we do need to take a minute and be like, well, look how far I have come. How far can I go? Yeah. That is Mm. such great advice. I think something I'm really conscious of and I'm really aware of and mm. people I've spoke to on here that we're we're in a society where achievement is the goal when you go, oh, yeah. I've, got go, I've got to get there, I've got to get there and, mm. and actually it's we don't what for me what I've learned and what I'm certainly a journey I'm on at the moment of trying to get to a point where you're 
you're present in the moment. Yeah, definitely. All of the time. And, and and it's a, it's a really difficult because I'm ambitious. Yeah, it's going it, 100 yeah. mile an hour. You, you, you're slating yourself because you're not where you want to be mm. at this time frame. And it's like, well, if you just keep chipping away, if you keep mm. chipping away, eventually you're going to get there. Yeah. Like you will. You you will be able to get there eventually. And I think you're right. It's, a, it's about that. Like you said, mm. actually acknowledging those achievements mm. where you are right now. Like if you if you was to say two years ago, mm. you know, look at where I was two years ago, and then look at where I am oh, now, and you go, wow, completely crazy. I've, I've had a person. yeah, exactly. I think that's where. And but it's although you still go, well, I'm on that journey, but I'm still not where I want to be. I'm not. It's, oh well, but, this person's this high, mm. and this person's here, and it's like, well, yeah, but. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, they they are working also hard to get where they want to be as mm. well, and it is probably sort of come from a place of jealousy in a way. And mm. you know, you want that, you know, when you want something, as as bad as when you want something really badly, and you're in a, you know, an industry where it's very competitive, mm. to see other people who you may have beaten in races get, you know contracts and signings it can be kind of it can be extremely disheartening because you think like I've been chipping away at this for so long but also I I was quite lucky I I was able to win like a very big race to me and Mm. that sort of that was the the switch flick moment where I was like well all those people who told me I would never win a race at PF International and I did win a race and this year I won my second race there so all these kids all these people telling me that you can't do it, you can't do it. And I chipped away for four years at it. Four years I walked past the podium hoping one day, one day maybe, just one day, I might get a fifth. Or I might be able, you know, I might get a trophy. I might be able to stand on it. But I've stood on the top step twice now. And Love that. It is, it is very, it is hard to believe in yourself when you have no palpable proof. Mm. But as long as you do believe in yourself and if you love it that much and your heart's in it and you want it, you will get it eventually. Even if it takes longer, even if, you know, maybe sometimes you don't, some of the races you don't win, even the ones that you really wanted to. Mm. You know, it's all a part of the journey. Like to to be able to win a race, you've got to really learn how to lose Mm. and you've got to learn how to be gracious because the person who has won that race has worked extremely hard. Yeah. So you've got to be gracious. You've got to, you've got to congratulate, even if you've raced your heart out and you come second and you think I should have had that bloody hell, like I should have yeah. had that. You still go over. You still say well done because it's an achievement. Like that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm keen mm. to tap into actually that, that when, when you look at um, failure, I guess yeah. you look at actually in racing. How many times you said you stood on the top of that podium, mm. but how many races you've oh, had where you haven't? It. Yeah, and and mm. and you, how we how we deal mm. with failure, I guess, and and, and whether you do, do you look at those times when you did walk past the podium not winning as mm. failures, or or at, what's your thought process on that? At the time, probably failure, kicking yeah. myself, but now it's like, well, that was another lesson learned. You know, right. there's yeah. no failure the same week lessons is only well I know for maybe next time and let's go again like because that was that outcome when I tried this so let's go again and maybe try this you know Mm. especially in race starts you can sort of get ready and you can be like right okay um everybody's going to bunch to the inside because that's the safest Mm. but sometimes you can hang it around the outside and make up a couple places but the outside man is very much a dead man in in places like you know normally because you can just get hung out to dry by 
cars. But then again, you could plan all this before the race start. You put down on the grid, you go to that first corner and there's a crash. And this happens or you can't quite get where you want to be. So it's very much like instinct in the moment. But you just got to trust yourself to just keep keep chipping, keep going, you know, keep trying, keep trying. If you try and pull, if you try to get an overtake on somebody, you can't pull it off. Mm. Try again the next lap. You know, where where are you strong? Where are you quicker? Where are they quicker? Mm. So where do you need to work to stay and where do you need to work to be able to get that move done? You know, it's mm. it's very anal- racing as well. The amount of data on boards, telemetry, like, oh, well, you're you're a tenth of a second off the accelerator through this corner. A tenth mm. of a second and it's less than a blink. You know, it's it's so it's so analytical, and you can like I I can find myself getting really annoyed because I do a lot of simulator training as well. If I can't quite get the lap time, I can sort of spit my dummy out, and then you know, sort of like have go off in a huff, and then the next day I'll come back to it, I'll go again. You got to just keep keep trying. It's such a bullet, and again, Mm. resilience, and it's a word that for me, Mm. resilience has been used, especially since lockdown and stuff like that. People have come out, like a lot of businesses had to close, and we all went through a a a completely different. It was a really tough time for so many, but actually, that word come out, and people, because we did all as business Mm. owners or but everyone in general, didn't we? We had to come out of it. And, and show it resilient. And listening to you talk, and I love an analogy. So you using the journey analogy mm. that actually every race is just mm. a learning yeah. curve. And but did, was where were you on like visualization? Every time you walked past that podium, did, did you what, did you visualize I'm going to stand on that top of that podium one day? Well, funnily enough, I um, I had a bucket list, and it was like go skydiving, go um, go scuba diving off like you know. Africa with the bull sharks. Like, I'm very much a thrill seeker. I do like to, it makes me feel like I'm alive by doing something that I'm, you know, I'm I'm actually really scared of heights. So, doing a skydive for me would be. But I know for a second, this, it's, it's have the you initial... Done, have you done one? No, oh, not yet. I'm, I'm still putting it off, but I, I will do one. It's amazing I'm not experience. saying that, but I will do one. Um, but the second I know I step off and I'm flying through the air, I'll probably love it. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit worried because I might actually like it more, but it's, <laughs> it's the initial when you're on the platform just before you sort of take the... And this sort of applies to life. You, gotta, you do sort of come to an edge every now and again in life where you've got to take a big step off and yeah. hopefully... Hopefully you don't fall and crash. Hopefully yeah, yeah. you sort of you fly. You, yeah, hopefully <laughs> you can fly. And sometimes you will fall and crash. Yeah, but but it's the lesson. Sometimes you will fly. Yeah. but it's just you you've know you've got to take that leap. You got to take because because if not, you'll spend the rest of your life kicking yourself. You know, oh maybe I should have taken this business opportunity. Mm. Like my dad very much could have started his own business at like a few points in his life. He never mm. did because he was because he just didn't. You know, he just. Believe, yeah. Didn't believe in himself, and now he, he he's very much pushing me into just well. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Worst comes to worship, you're, you're at home with us. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think that, that's that's such a bullet. Like for mm. me, I've always had the mm. mindset of actually 
I look at something, I'm, I'm a half glass full type yeah. of person, so look, I'll give it a go. The, and I always go, what, you can, can say, what's the worst that can happen? But someone It can I always get worse. But it could it always can get worse. always and, get worse. And, and sometimes it does. Yeah, of course. Sometimes I'm, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure. But, and, and, and that's it. But it's always, if you flip it on its head and mm. you go, actually, what's the what's the best thing that could happen? But, like, if I do this and what's the best thing? Mm. What, what would happen if that mm. did work out? And what would happen if I did start mm. that business or I did go and do that extra race or I did go and do mm. that and what would happen if I did win mm. it and where would that take me and when you go there in your head actually that could be amazing because when you go to the worst place actually maybe it's is easier it not that though, bad isn't it yeah the, of course the worst of course. place is easier we're very analytical social media mm. I am the social media generation so yeah, sure. especially Instagram you know editing Photoshop it's very much a we don't we don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like we're pretty enough. We don't feel like we're rich enough, or you know, we don't have these nice things or the you know materialistic sort of side. But there's always people who have absolutely nothing. Mm. So for me, it was actually um, when I was 17, I started to work in a homeless hostel, wow, okay. and um, so it sort of messed with my head the fact that I'd spend all my week with people who have nothing. Some of the people like. You know, everybody's story is different. Everyone's got one to tell. Um, But some of them, like, their parents' awful upbringings, like, the worst of the worst. But then some other people, great upbringings, but they still sort of fell down the beaten path. Mm. Some people were absolutely lovely sweethearts, people who have got nothing but will always stand up for you and will be nice to you and have that respect. And some people who don't. Mm. Some people who are very sort of mean, sort of hard people. Mm. And then, obviously, I'd spend my week with those and I'd try and, you know, be supportive, be helpful, try and sort of be there for for people because I understand what it's like to not have people there Mm. and not feel like you can tell people stuff. Um, But then I'd go to the track at the weekend and I'd pull up into my grid bay and the people next to us, their motorhome's more expensive than my house. Uh, and we're not in a we don't live in a tiny house but we don't it's like you know it's big enough mm. like it's two bedroom me mum dad sort yeah, of thing yeah. it's great it's it's enough for us yeah. um i don't think you really need much more than that anyway but at the same time like to have the sort of people who have nothing people who have more money than sense it yeah. was very much a Yeah, it did. And it definitely sort of helped me to sort of grow up a little bit in the sort Mm. of, because I was very much my generation, you know, I want this Gucci bag or I want that. And at the same time, like a bag's a bag, Mm. even if it's a 10 grand bag or a 10 pound one, it still does the same job. The watch still tells the same time. That's really, that's that's such a great Mm. element of self-awareness for for, from someone so young, actually. That's quite lucky. Yeah, to have that experience but to put yourself in that environment mm. to, to get because that's where a lot of self-awareness comes from get, actually cause how many 17 year olds would go and work yeah, in a homeless no. place to, so that's credit to you for that I guess looking at that and just because we are we are in a society where it's materialistic and, and consumerism we and, just look up all the time yeah yeah and, and, it's... and, and, and but what, what I found fascinating about this and like I said I, 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 we spoke off air and the amount of I've had some people like I say multi multi millionaires on mm-hmm. here but actually a, a few of those have, have said about they've talked about struggles with mental health mm-hmm. because actually that achievement that mm-hmm. money doesn't actually mean it because no. all actually Maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah what, what do we really need in mm. life and what are we here for and what does mm. that 
and I'll, I'll talk about success and we'll go on to that a bit later, but actually, what, what, what do we actually need? We're here, why are we here? To love and yeah. be loved, right? And yeah. be around the people who and we d- care definitely about. Definitely to laugh. And, and, I oh, think life absolutely. is for laughing. If, if yeah. you can't, if things aren't like, so exactly, for example, if like the car breaks down yeah. or the engine blows up, yeah. if you can't come in and laugh about it, then you probably cry and yeah. I, I prefer to be laughing, you know? Like, it's just, you've got to sort of set yourself up in that sort of way to, because mm. life is life is very dire at the minute. The news so dire. It, it, I struggle to watch the news at times because yeah, it just seems to, however worse it gets, it always sort of goes down another level. It's yeah. always doom and gloom and, yeah. you know, but you, you've got to be able to just try and find the beauty in the small moments like... Mm. Like if you make yourself a really nice cup of tea, like sometimes it's just good to sit and enjoy a cup of tea. But then sometimes it's good to sit on a beach on holiday mm. and enjoy the beach on holiday. Like the two, yeah, you know, different yeah. things. You've got to sort of cherry pick and try and be present in very small things or the very big things. But you've got to take it all and... That's again, that looked mm. like there was a really interesting podcast just perfectly on this point. Um, Johnny Wilkinson spoke about it actually, and he talks about the um, scoring that winning cup, at, winning goal in the World Cup, and thinking that was going to, it was all his life and his career had all been gauged that moment. And he said it lasted for about 30 seconds. The reason he went into depression afterwards because there wasn't that that big euphoria moment mm. that he, everything was geared towards and exactly what you're saying about actually just being present in and taking note of those smaller moments in life. He says now that he gets the same amount of satisfaction from that as he does from washing up. Because yeah. when he's washing up, he's in that moment and he's taking that or moment. cooking, cooking a really cooking, nice yeah. meal, you know, if you put your spices in and, yeah. you, you know, you take pride in it. Yeah. It tastes better, you know, Absolutely. if you put if you cook it with love, it, it, tastes, yeah, yeah. it tastes nicer. I love um, that. Love but that. yeah, I mean, definitely. I've I, when I eventually did get on that podium, I thought, right, this is it. I'm I'm one of the only women to ever stand here. This is this is the moment they're going to sign me, and I never got signed. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I mean, what, why do you think that? What, what was what, what, like? What? Somebody will pick me up. Somebody so, yeah, will yeah. somebody will see. But nobody did. Nobody sort of. I mean, I definitely got a lot of admiration and props yeah. and support from people, but. At the same time, you can sort of base your whole heart and you can work for years towards a goal. And the second you achieve it, it's not quite as big as you have bigged it up to be. But at the same time, like, it's... Like, for me, I can remember coming over the line and you sort of have the young lap, don't you, in in motorsport, where you have to make it back to the pits. I was crying my eyes (laughs) out. I've never thrown my arms up high. Like, I don't know how I didn't pull something because I was screaming. I I couldn't see where I was driving. I was crying. My dad was jumping up and down on the pit wall and we were sort of pointing at each other. And it was this huge sort of moment where I was like, right, I can do it. Have that. Love that. <laughs> Love that. But it didn't quite open as many it doors does. as I wanted it to, and that—that's obviously was quite a hard reality as well at the same time. But yeah. winning that also got me to where I am. It gave me gave me self belief because I didn't really believe in myself. I had no confidence. I used to walk through the world thinking that I was somehow less than every other human. I I really didn't. I was really extremely unkind to myself 
I used to think actually if I was if I had a friend who spoke to me the way I spoke to myself I would not be in the room with that person for more than 30 seconds but because it's you you don't register it self-care mm, is such self-care. a it's such a it's such an important thing mm. and actually we don't like even i remember i was listening to something from jay shetty and they sort of said about um you know you and your partner and your kids where where do you put yourself in priority and you go well i'd always put my kids, kids first and then the wife and then yeah me. and he said a hundred percent you should be mm. top of that list every mm. single time who do you love most kids. in the yeah. world yeah. and you could list off family members this that mm. and the other but you're not on that list yeah you should be. Yeah, yeah, you really should. And mm. I think that's something, that's a lesson for everyone, people listening to to think about. I'm guilty of it myself. I'll be answering that. But I think, yeah, you're right. It's something that we we need to take. Because it's that the great analogy someone mentioned on here, the great analogy about the when you're on an aeroplane and the, your put your own on, mask on first. And that's so others. true. And if, yeah. if we do take that into life, that's how we should mm. be. And we look up, make sure we're okay, because then you could be the best version of yourself yeah. to them people around you yeah. you love. And then th- those people benefit because you're in a better place. Mm. But you're also, you can't help. I mean, a lot of people, I do think, do sort of try to help others to try and f- then help themselves in that respect, mm. like through the reward of it. But yeah. you got to sort of pat your own back and mm. then... Go more. And I'm not saying ignore people for yourself. Don't be selfish. But no. know when to be more selfish in the name of Your principle own. and care. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. definitely, it's definitely important. I yeah. don't think people, because yeah. we're just trucking on through life, the TV screens, work, TV, bed, kids, yeah. trying to get this deadline for work, trying to drive here. Oh, I need to do a food shop. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you just need to every now and again stop and be like, how am I? How am I today? How was today? Yeah, I see, yeah, very so true and so poignant. I think that some, even as I'm listening to you, thinking to myself, I know I need to be more yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely, like you, you said, do. Yeah, even you, I do to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here saying it all, but at the same time, but we I'm don't always not practice. As, yeah, you're, yeah you're, you don't you're always. Right. You're right. Well, look, we're coming to that point. I wanted. To, we're going to do the next life in sixty seconds, as we do. I mean. Often we you sort of spoke a little bit about failure there, and I'm keen to obviously talk about some challenges you faced um, in life in general and, and your sort of career. So we'll we do our life in 60 seconds, um, and then we'll go into that a little bit more detail. So t- just tell me about a challenge you faced in your life um, and what you learned from that experience. Go for it. So when I was 15, I was sexually assaulted by a guy I met through racing. He was quite a bit older than me at the time. I was had and we just turned 15 and from that I sort of pretended that it didn't happen I didn't speak about it because I just thought like oh god this is terrible but I need to sort of move on and eventually it sort of ate away at me inside and I got to the point where I told people and I got some help and it went to court it didn't go my way is it more than often does. I mean, I'm very lucky to even have a court case. Mm. I mean, I, I've been to a few of the groups and a lot of the girls have to go to uni with the guys who assaulted them because there's just simply not enough evidence. And they are definitely failing in that aspect. Um, but I was lucky to get a court case. Very unlucky it didn't go my way. But that was only sort of this time last year that uh-huh. it sort of ended and finished. Um, but for me, he he had taken quite a lot from me and I didn't, he wasn't going to take the race in as well and for me that was overcoming that and getting through that was 
it was one day at a time at very certain points. It was, I mean, if you saw me last year, you you wouldn't recognise me. I was, I was in such a terrible state. I raced a week after, because it was in the championship. I raced a week after the court case. I had to withdraw my entry and go home because I just completely broke down. And obviously, getting above from rock bottom there. It just sort of tore my life apart, but now it's I, I can't stay in the past forever, and I'm very much why not now? Why why not can I live? Mm. Like the best revenge is a life well lived, and it mm. always will be. Mm. Um, but wow. you know why not? Why not? Why can't I overcome this? It's, uh, with that, are you okay to just around that? So, so you was fifteen, did you say at the time, and you were sort of someone within that in the racing yeah. environment, and you know, how long was it before you then, you know, f- from that go back to that point? I guess before you mm. actually spoke to people about it, and um, so it happened when I not long term fifteen. I didn't speak about it till I was eighteen. Oh. So I sort of had four years of. Family members not understanding me, parents saying, what's wrong with you? Like, I, I didn't, my, I, I struggled with a bit of depression, anxiety, sort of moving to secondary school was very daunting for me. And I did mm. get, develop some anxiety and I wasn't really in, in a very good way to start with, but mm. that just sort of pulled the rug out from under me and I just really struggled. It, you know, had an impact on my exams. I couldn't couldn't stick it more than a year at sort of college before I had a mental breakdown again because it just you know I just never never dealt with it I I ignored it and I just you know I couldn't get past it though and it just kept on creeping back into my life I couldn't I couldn't keep it together it was really like racing especially was racing is very much a mindset game and as, as much as it's you against everybody else it's you against yourself and you against the clock and you know, talking to people has helped. I've had like the therapy, you know, more to spe- like to suit that, and that really helped me sort of come out the other side of it. Mm. But there's very much days where I just didn't want to be here. I thought, what was the point? But once I sort of got that that win and stood on that podium after knocking it, knocking away at it for years and trying mm. and. You know, it definitely impacted, like, my racing definitely suffered as a result of it, but I'd never stopped. I just kept going because it's the one thing I had. He'd already taken so much. He's not taken the racing because that was what I loved more than anything. And that was pretty much therapy for me, you know, got the was helmet the racing on. was what Yeah, works? so I could, even with, like, everything going on, I could be beautifully in the moment the second I got behind a wheel. Like, helmet on, world out, waiting for the flag. Like it was very, it's a very special sensation. I know not everybody sort of understands my uh, nerdiness for racing, <laughs> and definitely not. But just finding that one sort of focus and that one thing that I love more than anything definitely dragged me through it. And obviously, it was heartbreaking to withdraw from that race. But then this year we raced there again, and I won it. So wow. you wow. know, you you can always try again. Yeah. And, and and you talk about obviously with your mental health and, and mm-hmm. how low you you got. You say did that those periods where you thought did did you actually think about taking your own life? What, yeah, what is that? definitely. Really? There's probably more than one occasion. I uh, I just didn't want to be here. I thought like how how bad is I 
and it was all very much internal like I didn't feel anger to anybody else but I just sort of ripped myself to shreds on the inside Mm -hmm. and I was very cruel with myself and it's a lot of like self-blaming as well it's very sort of nobody talks about it Mm -hmm. I mean I think statistically one in four women will experience some form of it in their lives now if you know more than four women which most people do And I've been in rooms full of women before and we've all shared a story and maybe some of us have been as bad as assaulted, but then some of them, some of us have been harassed. Some of them, some of us have been touched. Some of us have, you know, there's always, we've all had, every every woman has got a story to that degree of, you know, all of us do. And it's not really, it's not good. It's not right. It's, it's awful for us. Um, But, I mean, I was lucky to just be able to have the racing as like my rock, and mm. I thought I, I I was able to hold on to it. Like, oh well, no matter how bad this week is, I'll be good by the weekend because I'm at the track. You know. Yeah. So, and I'm do you, do you remember the point where you did then speak out about it, and what what was mm. it that? What was the switch for you that made you? Well, I think when I was 18, I think I'd just come out of sort of a bad relationship. And relationships can be very hard when you've, you know, been assaulted. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was a bit of a bit 50-50 in that one. I don't think it was, it wasn't the right relationship. Mm. And I sort of hit rock bottom and I went to the doctors and I I was on antidepressants um, to get me through my exams. So everybody Mm. thought, but in reality, it was to get me, get me through what had happened. And I did go to the doctors and I sat down and he goes, what's the problem, Jade? And I just burst into tears. I didn't even know where to begin. And eventually, you know, I got, I went to some, he, he recommended counselling, never had any before. And I thought, well, why do I need to talk about it? Like, mm. why do I need to f- give it the attention? But it wasn't giving the attention, it was venting. It was mm. getting it out because if I didn't, like I held on to it so tightly and so deeply that nobody knew but what I needed to do was just let it out and let it go. And I couldn't do that without first letting it out. And I first told the counsellor and then he recommended, oh, well, there's this brilliant charity in Stoke called Savannah. Uh, they offer free counselling, they do group therapy. And, you know, there's there's children who go there as well, which is really upsetting. Mm-hmm as well but the fact that that service is there is yeah. is really beneficial and through savannah they offer you know there, there's an isfa which is like an independent sexual abuse advisor um and they sort of help you with the court process and get into it and eventually i reported it to the police and then covid happened and lockdown and i was i waited four years for a trial and once we came out the other side of covid as well it was very much a oh, well, your court case is in a year and a half. So I'm holding on to it for a year and a half. Mm. And then the night before five o'clock, oh, it's not going ahead. We've postponed it for September, which is months and months and nearly a year away again. And that happened probably, I think that happened twice. It got postponed. Um, He'd obviously lawyered up at that point. I met my barrister 10 minutes before. So it was very much, a, but the police assured me that you know, oh, don't worry, you're, you're, it's on. We'll do it on behalf of you. And it, I'm not saying that the police are bad, but they just they sort of made a ring roll of it, and 
it wasn't great like the whole sort of meeting your barrister 10 minutes before when no. they've been working against you for two years isn't you know you, you're not really going to have much of a chance um but yeah be, being in court for me was probably the worst experience of my life even above what had happened because wow. i'd sort of i'd sat with what had happened for many years but the court was awful like it was like i've never been in court it's not it's not how it is on tally <laughs> it's very much uh you feel like you're on trial as well especially and i know they need to ask the questions and i know they need to vet this and i know they're trying to trip you up with events that have happened you know i know it's they're only doing their job but at the same time like it, it was just awful mm. i felt like vulnerable i felt picked apart it it was pretty much there's nothing that anybody could probably do to me now that could ever make me feel bad again As because that, that was the feel? worst of the worst for me um it, it was just horrible but and the, then yeah do, 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 do you feel now Obviously, there's been a decision made, and it's, mm. it's, it's are you, where are you at now? Are you, are you, do you feel you're able to close the book on it now? And I'm definitely trying. Obviously, day, you know, you have good days and bad days, yeah, but sure. I'm definitely trying to put it behind me because if I live in the past, then what future am I going to have? Because yeah. I need to. It's already taken eight eight years at this point in my life. Well, yeah, yeah. eight years. I can't, I can't let it control me and, and make I can't let it keep me in that place forever mm. because I, I I deserve a better life than that I deserve a wi life wi oh, God. Yeah. stumbling um I deserve a life well lived mm. because I've been through something horrible and I'm sure a lot of other people go through really horrible mm. things and you do deserve you know the sort the song to come out eventually mm. you do deserve you do deserve to be happy you do and and listen thank you so much for sharing that with us um i think that when i said at the beginning about uh, inspiring your stories and and the racing aside yeah. just that in itself um is genuinely really inspiring and people because one of the for me one of the bravest things in the world is to ask for help and be able to yeah. show vulnerability and it's hard to ask uh, for help yeah it, it really is um but you've done that and by doing that uh, will inspire hopefully many other people who are listening and, and others to sort of come forward so i'm just really grateful for you being able to come on and, and do that <laughs> jade so i just don't want anybody else to sit there hating themselves for years mm. I, I want people to i mean i did everything right it still didn't go my way yeah um but you know, you don't deserve to sit there tearing yourself apart. Mm. You mm. do deserve it. You do deserve to be loved. You're not subhuman. Everybody's equal. Like, mm. even if, like, I, I, people who, like, me compared to Lewis Hamilton as drivers, mm. he's still just a person. I admire him. I put him on this pedestal. He's, he's one of the greatest, he is one of the greatest drivers of all time. Mm. But he's still a person. Mm. And I think we forget that. I think through through the tally screen, through the lens, through yeah. the phone. I do think we do have this separation. And, you know, we are, we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. And really we, we all deserve to be happy and to feel comfortable in ourselves. Like, I mean, I was on the tablets that I was on, I gained quite a lot of weight. And mm. that 
you know, self-esteem issues from that. But whatever size you come in, like, it doesn't, it still doesn't matter. As long as you're, you know, as long as you're a kind person, you know, and you're kind to others and yourself, more importantly, Mm. as long as you know at the end of the day that you woke up this morning and by the time your head hits that pillow at the night that you did your best. I mean, even if you didn't do your best, even if you still just tried that you deserve to, you know, go to sleep peacefully and... That's a, a, a brilliant way to look at it. And like you said, especially mm. from just 24, just 24, what you've been through in your life, more than many people in their yeah. lifetime. Um, and yet to come out of it and still have that mm. sort of, I guess, level of self-awareness, but that mindset and and obviously racing's helped with that, yeah. I guess, and, and to get you into that, that place. But just, uh, I think, just so encouraging the sign to people out there that are listening that are maybe in you know a, a bit of a dark place and whatever yeah. they've been through because we all have those moments don't we all for, in life some more serious than others mm. and, and whatever that looks like but actually just the lessons learnt from you speaking out and mm. being so open and vulnerable and and actually like you say asking for help mm. listening to that for me is just a huge sign of bravery and I think that is what other people listening will be able to take and I really hope that they do so you're amazing thank you stop it you're making me cry (laughs) you've got me going as well so so (laughs) we're we're all emotional in here um, (laughs) but look let's thank you so much and let's 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 look at yeah let's let's go back to the racing and we're talking about but yeah my love but uh, something that I want people to know that even if you feel alone you're not you're not because there are so many people who suffer in silence mm. and you shouldn't have to, but people do. It's, but yeah, you're not alone. Like we're all in this. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm and, um, at the time of recording this, we're going mm. ne- next month. I'm part of something you might've heard of. It's called the Baton of Hope, um, mm. which is an initiative that, and it's coming to Brighton. Um, and it's all about suicide prevention, suicide yeah. awareness. And I think actually, uh, how amazing to be able to have this conversation with you a couple of weeks prior to to that event, listening to you and where you've been on your journey and how you've come out of that. And uh, uh, just a message for everyone, exactly that, we're not alone. And actually, uh, uh, you don't have to suffer alone, you can just ask for help and there are people I mean, in motorsport, it's not really common for people to sort of, because it's a game of mental toughness. Mm. So to be vulnerable is sort of, it's not really heard of, and this isn't really sort of done before. Mm. Um, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to just come and talk about the racing solely, or. but at the same time, I can't erase pieces of myself. Mm. And I, 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 it's nice to sort of be able to maybe strike a chord with some people. Mm. And, you know, because I, I definitely needed somebody to pick me up. So maybe mm. hearing something that maybe I could say if that helped one, just one, one person, person, just yeah. one person, that's like, it's worth it. And it, but yeah. And, it, and, I, and, it, and honestly, it really will. It is, um, yeah. It will, and it will inspire, I'm, so, I'm sure, so many. Very scary. Very yeah. scary to be here and do it, but it could and, do some good, so it's worth it. And, and like I say, just mm. thank you, I guess, for just being so... Just being so so brave and 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 like you said, you alluded to it a little bit earlier about actually, you know, racing is a part of you, mm. and although it's a yeah. massive part of you, mm. you're still 
you and you've got a life and a, yeah. and you're you're a human being and there's mm-hmm. things that will go on to you although you may other people look at you oh jay goodwin mm-hmm. the motor racing yeah I, I would say the majority of the paddock doesn't even know what i've been through yeah like, i'd say the majority of people i've known for years and years people who've known me since i was like 13 14 10 mm. years at this point like still haven't couldn't have guessed because obviously when I'm at the track I'm I'm at the track I'm I'm happy I'm yeah, I'm happy yeah, to yeah, be sure. here it's it's good vibes it's mm. like let's drive let's get in get <laughs> in and turn the wheel let's go guys but yeah I mean it's definitely definitely strange to be talking about it because it's not something mm. that a lot of people do mm. and I don't want to sit here and sort of be like poor me I've been through this and blah 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 but at the same time like it's not poor me it's this has happened to me. Mm. This is probably why I've. This is probably why I'm not. You know, haven't been great on some days, and this mm. is why I am great on some days. But mm. I can't pick and choose the parts of me. I sort of have to lay it all on the table. Be mm. like, this is me. I want to be a racing driver still, mm. even though I've. You know, I have suffered. I have yeah. really suffered in some ways. Um, but I want to be a racing driver and. Once I sort of got through the other side of the sadness and the struggle, it's like, well, why not? Why not me? Mm. Why not me? Do you, do you do you feel like you you almost can use what's happened mm. as uh, I guess to use a carbonate as the fuel to to drive you on more? Do, do, do you feel that sometimes? Or maybe I definitely don't think I could. I definitely don't think I could throw myself as hard at the racing now if I hadn't suffered but I don't think I could you know I, I try to be so kind to people because you never know what anyone's going through like even the person who's the strongest and always the most stable can be going home to an absolute nightmare for them and you never know because people don't talk about it and because yeah. we wear our masks don't we, we don't yeah have, we do like, like you just said you'll turn up sometimes at a race and you'll be Positive Buzzy and, and happy, and, and, and but actually, n- no one's known. No one, no one knows what you was like prior to mm. to going. And, I, and I, again, that's such a brilliant message to people mm. that actually, just kindness mm. has got to be the the, the, the go to mm. for everyone. Because even people who are being assholes, maybe to yeah, you, or maybe. being a bit <laughs> horrible to you, but but actually, mm. and it's hard to do that sometimes. Mm. But to take yourself out and actually what. Why are they? What, mm. what are they going through? No. To maybe, and yeah. it's a difficult place to be in life and society. Well, he's just being mm. an asshole, or she's being. Mm. But actually, maybe they are going through something. We don't mm. know that. But actually, to try and create a society where we're more, we're more open. We're more we're so disconnected these oh, days because of social media yeah. as well. We, like you said, we're you're more from connected a, than ever, but more less caring and yeah. disconnected and disinterested. Because we, we're, we're conscious mm. of putting. Uh, highlight reels on mm. social media and we're constant look, yeah. I'm guilty of it we'll we your best pictures and we're your best holidays and we're yeah. your best cars you yeah. know yeah. but at the same time like you could be crying so like I've had races before like, I suffered mm. quite badly with anxiety I've woken up in the morning thrown up with anxiety in the hotel and then got to the track and raced and nobody know, nobody knows I've had my head in the toilet in the morning and perhaps I've gone out and done really well at the track and people just see, you know, you've put the mask on, you sort of, you try and step into this mm. best version of yourself but nobody knows that this morning I was vomiting in the toilet because I, <laughs> I was that bloody anxious to even be there. Uh, wow. 
And uh, again, like you say, I think it's just a, 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 a great message to people. Wouldn't it be, again, an amazing world that we live in where, one, kindness is the first thing that comes yeah, to everyone. But actually people that are more open and honest and we're it's okay to... Yeah. to say that I've, people would say you're weak stuff. or you know you're not being strong but at the end of the day I think like we are a social species we do need we do need a sense of community to feel like we belong yeah. and especially nowadays that's probably why mental health is probably so bad because we have no sense of a community yeah. we have no sense of you know you don't know the person who lives three doors down from you really do you mm. No, no. And exactly. we, back yeah. in the day, yeah. you everybody in the street knew each other. You oh, know, everybody 100%. was. Well, look, I'm for, I'm what 44 now, mm. and I, it was like that. So mm. I, well, I mm. remember growing up, yeah. we had, we lived in a little cul-de-sac, and yeah. we used to everyone everybody, up and down the street. would know everyone. We play mini Olympics. A lot yeah. of us and all the kids were similar ages, and and it would just be a, mm. it was a sense of community, mm. and it's definitely like you say, it, it's definitely lost that. Um, and even with the, you know, with with AI and stuff like that that come yeah. in now, even more so going down that route. And I'm worried about that sort of side of things. And I think actually, no matter what happens with that and how scary that sort of side of it is, we crave and what we crave human connection. We do. And COVID showed that a lot. Oh. Like when we was when, when we couldn't see people and you couldn't just go and cuddle yeah. I'm very tactile so you couldn't go and cuddle couldn't someone go like, and see, uh, like, I couldn't see my Nothing. nan and yeah. I love my nan she's yeah. great but she obviously was really like they're lonely and yeah. we were lonely. I do I'm actually interested to see what the studies will say about the effect of Covid in oh. a few years time because it's going to be dire yeah. like it, it was pretty obviously I had a court case through Covid mm. um, I had a breakup really badly just before Covid mm. so I was sort of sat so, down yeah, in yeah. the dumps more alone and rejected than ever yeah. and you know but you sort of it's only once you hit rock bottom that you can sort of go up it can always get worse mm. even even though you think oh how can it get worse it can always mm. get worse you, you can't have nothing but even i know like with work again people who have nothing and they're the most jolly kindest easygoing people ever and it's just like you it's it's definitely a you got to try and approach it with a smile and a joke mm. and a laugh because if not, it's 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 a really hard and crushing world to be in. Yeah, and 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 do you, do you can you still been put like that? Was there a point where you like you say about hitting rock bottom that mm. you got there that you you, you can been put in that time? You, that was the the worst part. Was it the court case? Was it the end of that yeah. where you went by? Well, and I've got to come out of it. Once, once, once I got that call that um, it didn't go my way, that was pretty much... That was yeah, and um, eventually, sort of three, four months after that, I made the sort of unconscious choice to sort of come off the medication. I mean, it def- it wasn't an overnight thing. I didn't wake yeah. up one day and I was like, right, I am. But yeah. it, it's, it's been many, many years to sort of get here, but obviously I read a lot of you know, sort of like David Goggins, all the, you yeah, know, sure. I really try and keep myself there. And a lot of the time as well, it's just keeping myself away from things that aren't good for me. Yeah. So obviously like, you know, I'm, I'm a girl in my twenties. I've, I've been on a few nights out, I've drank, I've, you know, partaked in a few things yeah. maybe, you know. Yeah. I think everybody we does were, at some yeah, point, course, you know, it's very the sort of uni sort of, yeah. you know, you try it. And obviously like maybe, 
seeking a lot of drink to sort of get through the tough times you know so maybe you know don't drink all the time now mm. you know maybe you, you sometimes you've got to cut a piece of self of yourself off even mm. if it's like your crutch even if it's like the only thing getting you through but if it's not serving you you've got to cut a piece of yourself off so that you can grow again yeah. it is very much even if like you find comfort so like like maybe me, I probably did have a couple of what like glasses of wine to mm. sort of at night, and it wasn't good for me. I was pretty much just waiting every day to be able to go and have a drink at mm. some point because I was I was I was really low. I was it was really sad. I know that's probably not the greatest thing to hear from a racing driver, but uh, but we do what we do to get you, through each yeah, day, right? Like you, you said, every, everybody has a poison that they sort of yeah, of course get to get through it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I don't not drink. I mean, yeah. I have a drink now and again, but you know, I don't sort of drink myself silly, so, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, to sort of numb anything. It's very much a sort of not everything in moderation, but everything in moderation. Yeah, no, you, you, you're spot on. Look, mm. We're all, all like that. We're, and it we is are a go-to guilty. thing, isn't it? Like yeah. alcohol is a thing. I've, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've loved a drink, and I have done mm. over the years. But I, I, I I've definitely, I think, as 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 I've got older, and. Mm nobody affected it or man I've yeah. come away from it a bit more and I'll still go out and have a good drink mm. like you say yeah, it? but like totally. in moderation it's not it's not a case of that but knowing actually the effects it has on mm. if you are struggling from yeah, mental but, health but when you're but, using it to sort of cope yeah, yeah, yeah that's sort of when you need to you know even though it's like it could be the only thing that's keeping you going mm. through it the fact that you can just like you know numb yeah. the pain in this way you've got a sort of cut it out and so I mean I'm pretty I probably have like a beer now well every couple of days probably mm. maybe maybe sometimes every night I have yeah, a beer yeah. you know I sit down I have my tea I have a beer I watch telly you know yeah, yeah. I don't I do drink beer as well which yeah, is quite yeah, funny yeah. Nice. <laughs> um I, I do like gin I'm not I'm not a complete I'm not a complete <laughs> you know lad but there's just something nice about a cold beer cold at the beer end of the, the day. Summer. And beer is plentiful at every track. There's always yeah, somebody yeah, who's I'm got sure. one. So I, th- I would imagine that's where I've acquired the taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you do definitely have to sort of, you know, yeah. when it when it sort of becomes part of the problem, you know, you do sort of have to say, oh, hang on a minute, right. Yeah. As much as I, I'm holding, this is sort of, I'm holding on to this, this is getting me through it. At the same time, you got to stop it and sort of, just let that emotions, let those emotions, let those thoughts, mm. let them out and then let them go. Because mm. if you hold on to them, you're just, you know, you're carrying this big bag of rocks on your shoulder. And I can imagine, and uh, again, listen to your, your mm. story, is that, how you, is that how it felt up until a point? Like, like you said, yeah. oh, maybe after the court case now, and, and maybe that you've started mm. to put that bag of rocks down well, I came off the, I came off the sort of antidepressants and the antipsychotics because I was really sort of, not off the rails, but I was mm. re- I was really really poorly mentally, yeah. really poorly, and I sort of came off the tablets. And I I know tablets are really beneficial to people, but the second I came off, I had this sort of clearness back to my head, mm. and I you know started to take the rocks out of the backpack, eventually one by one because I had to sit with these emotions that I'd been putting off with tablets and you know. Mm wine or drink and you know I had to sort of they all came up but I sort of accepted it and let it go and yeah. sort of tried to get on with it a bit more but it, it was difficult it's not tough it, it, it was tough, tough yeah. um, I didn't really want to like sort of but yeah it's the same time you've got to sort of go against what you want for yeah. what you need 
Because, yeah, because like you say, mm. you, you, you need to get over that next yeah, hurdle definitely. and how you get over there, whether it's whatever the coping mechanisms mm. have been up until that yeah. point, you go, actually, this is not serving me. I mean, I as long as you make. swap it for something better, like yeah. not, and I'm not talking like, oh, swap a drink for a better drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like for me, I, I couldn't, I struggled to sort of sit with myself. So now I go to the gym a lot. I, I'm, mm. I swim, even though it's probably, well, I do swim a lot. But I just find myself in my brain just, I've got no phone, I've got no hassle, I've got no outside world, I'm just swimming along for an hour. And it's it's funny to, where my brain ends up with yeah. trails of thoughts, stuff that I never even, stuff that, not, not anything like, you know, horrible to myself, where nothing, mm-hmm. you know... Not anything that's relevant, but I'll be like, oh, I do wonder about this, or yeah. oh, I do wonder about that. Oh. Swimming's great for that. Yeah, it? I, it I is. I swim a lot, I swim in the sea mm. most more, but exactly the same is that yeah. because even when I used to run and I listen to a podcast mm. or I listen to something, you're or still music. absorbing. You're, you're, you're battering your yeah, brain yeah. with. You're still absorbing something, aren't yeah. you? Still con- but swimming, you don't. No, you just, you just go you're, in you're and I'm kind like, of sort of stuck there until you're done. Yeah. So you just sort of think, yeah, I do. I think I'll have pizza for tea. Yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, the best pizza I ever had was in Italy. You know, mm. and oh, I'm, 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 the track in Italy was really cool. And oh, it'd be nice to see those girls again. And mm, how yeah. you've gone from oh, what I've thought about my tea, you're thinking about this. Yeah, and yeah. it is. I think it's really healthy for you to sort of think about stuff that doesn't really matter, but. Yeah. It's just nice to sort of stop the bombardment of the of your day, of your schedule, of your phone, mm. of your, you know, because we're always watching something. You come home, what do you do? You put the tally on, you get Netflix, you eat, you eat ne- with the tally on. Yeah. You, you're, you're so yeah. spot on. Again, it's back to that thing we were talking about earlier where you say about being in the moment. Yeah. You can only really be in a moment if you're not absorbing so yeah, much content. Yeah, TikTok especially. Oh, yeah. my God. I do. And you can lose hours, can't oh, you? Oh, hours. <laughs> and, and, but, but, like... If somebody came to you and said, what was five videos ago, what was it? Uh, would you be able to tell no, them? No. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. And I was like, oh, God, you're right. So is, I, yeah. I better put that down a bit more now. Um, but they're designed, aren't they? All social media yeah. is designed to get you into that rabbit hole thing and you mm. just go and you can lose so much time. So it is this, I guess it's being mindful of that. Do, do, do you meditate? Have you ever meditated? I used to quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't really... It did help me, obviously, when I was yeah. really struggling. But now I just feel, um, I'd, I'd say my swimming's probably yeah, my meditating, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just going along yeah. and just thinking about stupid stuff. Yeah. One of the things I got talked and counselling was you could imagine yourself sat on a bench and you're watching a river in front of you and there's a tree and your problem is a leaf and it falls off the tree, lands on the water, so it has that impact in you that, yes, there's this problem. Mm-hmm. And then you just watch it go down the river. And okay. then there's another one, and you watch it go down. And trust me, like you can, you can wake up the next morning. By the time you finish meditating, that that leaf is back. Yeah. Like even though you've watched it go visually, you've mentally let it go, that leaf can always come back. Yeah. But eventually, eventually that leaf won't be. You know, eventually it will go down the river. Love And you'll be able to get rid of it. <laughs> Look, t- tell me, what 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 is a what's a typical day look like for you as a racing car driver <laughs> what, what's what's your typical day um i definitely say i ramp it up a bit more when i've got a race on but i work from home so mm. i wake up i sort of i, I i'm i do game very late at night i'm really bad oh, for really? it i do need to <laughs> i do need to cut it out um 
But I don't, you know, working from home, I don't have to wake up, like, at a set sort of super early time. Yeah. But normally I try to be up for sort of 10, at, at the very latest. Yeah. I'll, um, so you're more of a night owl, you'll stay. Definitely, up, yeah. But I can be a morning per Like, if the track opens at 5, let's go. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I can flip very easily when it's when it's yeah. what I love. Um, but, yeah, I sort of wake up, um, grab some food, have some... I, I drink a lot of, like, matcha tea and stuff. Like, okay. Even though... It, it tastes bloody horrible, but it's good for me, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's very much a yeah. I, I take my vitamins and go downstairs, do a bit of work, do a bit of computer work, sort of get my sort of work out of the way. I don't have a huge load of work to do. Obviously, with the mental health struggles, yeah. I got quite a light workload, yeah. which was really helpful. Um, I sort of have quite a wide time frame to get the stuff done too. Mm. So I'm I'm really lucky in that respect that I have that. But then, um, so say like before Silverstone, I wasn't going to be able to test there before the race. So I put 600 miles in on the sim around Silverstone. Wow. Um, wow. I, I train in the gym, so I'll train, I'll sort of do my, I'll, I'll run to get, you know, running's really good for you. I hate running. Yeah, like, even when I played football, I played in goal. Oh, okay. I used to horse ride and now I race cars. I like my sports so where I sit yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do. It's, it's, there's a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> there's a pattern there. Give me a seat and I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, pretty much. But I run because to try and, you know, get the blood pumping, yeah, get my, sure. get my, it's good for you to get it sort of there. And I do my weights, I do my training and then I'll swim. So I sort of spend about probably two, three hours in the gym mm. every day. And that's really good for me. And then. I'll cook tea and I try to mindfully cook whatever. I mean, sometimes, you know, you sort of just have like... Do you enjoy cooking? Yeah, I do, actually. I really enjoy it. It's um, Every now and again, though, I'd love to just chuck it in the oven and then it's done in 20 minutes and I pull it out and I eat it. I'm guilty of being lazy, but every now and again, I'll I'll make like a really nice curry and I'll be like, this spice and this and that. And I I really try and get like nice, fresh... Like Sometimes I do just go absolutely mental and get really fresh ingredients and put this huge thing together and sit and admire it like... It's an amazing really thing. I love it. cooking. I'm yeah, it's I'm really nice. It's, it's, a, it's a therapy for me. You can, get so, it, you can get really annoyed Lost with it, it at times, yeah, though, yeah, can't yeah. you? Because it is bloody... Like, we, we never stop eating. It is relentless. It's just it's always... T- it can be time-consuming. Yeah. And like my wife is the complete opposite to me. She mm. will go microwave curry mm. and that's it. It's, yeah, yeah. If she's I'll, eating I'll, on her own, I'm she's I'm guilty like that. of that, too. She goes, because I'm not... She says... Because it's going to take you an hour and a half to prepare that and cook it from scratch. And then you've got to do the dishes. Yeah, and then I'm three minutes. <laughs> well, look, I want to. I want to also touch on. Tell me about how, how do you like? How do you mentally prepare for a race? Like, what's the? Is there a process that you go through? Or, or um, like a few that? days before, it's very much like right. Okay, I um. So I normally like watch a lot of onboards of other drivers. I mean, yeah. onboards can be a bit hit and miss because you could get, you know, somebody who's not a great driver, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're watching that, it's not really the right sort of way to take a corner. But then obviously you can. You get the flow of it, and I do prepare very much with onboards. Watch some, so with karting especially in my season, we go to a track once a year. So some of the times you watch the onboards, you go through your data from last year, you know, your notes, like, oh, so we ran this set up here. So maybe if we we, we set the cart up to what worked last year. So, you know, you sort of set yourself up and, you know, steed for it. But very much packing, packing the kit bag is... A very important one, cleaning mm. the helmet, washing my suits, because I like a nice sort of mm. comforty, bold-smelling suit, because it is a very smelly, sweaty sport. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm not complaining about the smell of the cars. I mean, the clutches, the brakes, yeah. the the petrol. I, I love all the smells of it. But also, I do like to, you know, have a nice fresh suit. Yeah. But packing is very much a mental part of it because you're packing, you load the car up, driving down to the track, watching the onboards, printing the track maps off, familiarising yourself with what you're going to do. But pretty much now, because I've done it since I was so little, there was there's not really any sort of... I don't sit there and visualise what I'm doing. I used to do quite a lot, but I've yeah. been doing it that long now, and the car tracks, I'm, I'm, I've been to the track sort of three, four times yeah. at least, and I just sort of get in, and I just sort of trust that once the visor sort of goes down, my, my body knows what to do. I, it's such a strange sensation. You, um, you, I've had it a few times where I've been driving the car, and I've had this weird moment of, I'm not consciously doing this, it's just happening. Wow. It's really strange. Like your body just takes over. It's sort of muscle memory as well. I would, I would assume, but it's very much like you're performing a dance because obviously you break and then you're turning the wheel this much and then yeah. you know you're dancing it over and you just picture perfect to the curbs and you're trying to be smooth as possible. And but so it must I, be talking about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that must be like for you in that car. Just being in that moment. I'm at one. Yeah, yeah. I'm at one. It scratches my brain and in a way nothing else does. And it's really nice. It is great. You know when you have an itch and you can't itch it and then you finally get to itch it. That's pretty much what driving does for me. It's like scratching a part of my brain and it's just, you know, the sort of dogs and their legs start going. That is, it is everything. It is everything to me, sort of. Um, You know, it's... And it's really cool to be there at the yeah, track. Yeah, like you, you drive into the track, the windows go down. Like yeah, even if it's freezing, like the windows go down because you can hear people on the track, and yeah. you know, um, it's just it's it's really. In, it, I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. I, I don't. You can tell just listening to you speak and the love it. passion. Like you yeah. can tell it just pours mm-hmm. out of you. But then I guess that 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 love for something that mm-hmm. you, like like we alluded off air earlier was saying like. It's, I, that's never work it's just my passion mm. something that you love doing and you will get up early you will work till late yeah. you will do all them things and then you talked about when you're in Arizona you do the long days yeah, the you're long working days at like six o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock, o'clock at night not... by the time you can get into bed because but yeah, you love it right? I, it didn't feel like oh god I was I was tired like yeah, I was really yeah, sure. tired but I didn't even feel it yeah. I could tell I was tired I knew I was yeah, tired yeah, but sure. at the same time I was like right I can't wait to wake up and get to the track even when I wasn't driving like I can't wait to go to the track or oh we're in the workshop today right need some tires doing or you you know what can I build what can I do this oh do you want me to do like it's just anything like and it is a motorsport is a busy 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 sport a lot of the mechanics are pretty much you know you hear so so like we had the drive shaft go down at Snatterton and the mechanics worked pretty much very late at night they went. They grabbed their dinner, and then that was it. Eleven, twelve o'clock at night, they were working to change that. Wow. It is a full, full on, full yeah. day. But yeah. there's just something about it that 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 I love, and that so many yeah. people love. Like the passion for motorsport is unmatched. With yeah. like, I've even met like the fans, especially the fans. They obviously they keep the sport alive because mm. they're watching it. But at the same time, like the love that they have for it just from the sidelines yeah, like I got asked for my autograph and that was yeah. 
<laughs> a very strange feeling to me. I'm like, what? M- me? Mine? That's amazing. And yeah, I mean, I've run in, the guy who asked me, I've run into him a few times now. He always has a picture with me and it, it feels very, very cool. But I have, like, I'll have all the time in the world for that guy. Yeah, because the fact that. that he comes to me and he wants a picture with me and his passion for motorsport, even though he doesn't compete, even though he doesn't do it, the fact that he goes to every weekend and he's there, it's it's just this love. It is a huge passion, the sport is. And I would would imagine like a lot of the sort of petrol heads and the sort of motor racing sort of people, they understand it to, to win. Like if I watch videos of like F1 and I see somebody win a race. So like if, you you know, for example, the sort of younger generation coming Mm. through when like Charles Leclerc or when Max Verstappen or when I don't know if Russell did but when they whenever they do win their first race Checo when Checo won his first race mm. it brings me to tears because even though I'd never I'm not at that level and I know but I I know what it feels like to finally have all those years finally mm. accumulate and some you know you've won you've done it you've worked so hard for so long for this and you've done it it is. It's so emotional to yeah, me. It's just, yeah. It's it's definitely my heart. I love it. And what, what if you pinpoint a highlight of your career? So would it be the British Open? What to, probably the, the British, British Open. Open really. Yeah, that was walking past that podium for five years and then standing on the top step against really seasoned pros in in yeah. the sort of class. There's five people that could have won it. But they didn't see the little girl who they'd never seen before. Mm. There's nobody, like, t- nobody to them because they'd, we'd never moved in the same circles. We'd never raced on the same track again. Completely unknown, complete wild card. This young 20-year-old girl comes out of nowhere and just wins it. I think it, it, it definitely, like, a lot of people were really confused, yeah. bold. They, 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 they're thinking, Jesus, like, where's this chick come from? Who doesn't love an underdog story? I know, it's great. It was great. Oh, it was terrible as well because Friday, my dad was pretty much didn't really want to do it anymore and winning the O-plate sort of got him back on board. (laughs) But the Thursday before, and I was going down Friday, bear in mind, he he had to work. Um, Mm. I was going down Friday to build this car up because it was just a frame. I had to get the engine. I had to put a seat in it. I I had to get the pedals to myself and everything. And I built it up all Friday and I put the seat in wrong. And so all day Saturday when Dad finally came down, he was, you know, we sort of missed a lot of testing. We didn't Mm. really, and we finally got it out one test session sort of before qualifying. And um, we we were third quickest. And that's Mm. never happened before. And we were thinking, third, that's a podium. Third quickest, like that's a podium, that's... Like I was thinking, like I was, I was aiming, I was still lowballing myself, sort of thing, and I thought, well, third, that's close enough, that's close enough, that's a close, you know, it comes down to who wants it more. I was like, third, that's close enough. That, yeah. Anything can happen. That's close enough. If I really, 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 really try and get on with it, it could, it could happen, wow. and it did. And honestly, like that was pretty much monumental. And although, although you said about. The point you you thinking, oh, what am I going to get signed now? And, and mm. you, you didn't. Yeah. But was it still? Was that in that moment? Did you? Was it all you dreamt it would be standing on the top of that podium? 
everything. I mean, obviously, I struggled really bad with mental health, sort of up and down. Yeah. I was happy for two weeks straight after that. <laughs> and I mean, two weeks straight, I woke, I jumped out of bed for two weeks. And okay. I, I mean, a lot of my family aren't really into motor racing. It is very much sort of me and my dad. My sister's, you know, supportive, supportive. Mm as supportive as she can be but it's not something that they are necessarily into and obviously like mm. what girl what, what what sort of family has a girl who's who wants to be a racing driver in it it's not it's not yeah. as common it's it's not you know pretty left field but dad to have dad there and to win it like it it was just so special it was it was I, I, even now, like I still have the trophy, and there's um, a moment where I got it and I kissed it, and um, it still has the lip balm imprint of where my oh, lips yeah. were. And I could clean it, but I'm not. Okay. I went, I'll clean the whole thing, but I just leave that little patch there. And it, I, I still have, I have the trophy in my room. I have the O plate on my wall. I, it is still pretty much. And a lot of people actually from the paddock started to call me O plate Jade for a bit. <laughs> and with lockdown, um, was it lockdown? Uh, yeah, with lockdown not coming like, was it lockdown or was it? I don't think there was another. I think the O plate got cancelled the year after, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that meant I could. I I, I got it. I could, I could keep it for another year because nobody. There was no race for it to be taken off me. So everyone was sort of saying like, "Oh, you're so jammy," you know. You sort of got another <laughs> year of it, and I did. I did get another year of it. I, it was very jammy of me, but at the same time, like O plate Jade. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was O plate Jade. I do the O plate is coming up next this year's one. Yeah. It's not at the track that I won it at, but it's at a track I've, you know, I've finished second at before, I've gone well at before. So hopefully we can yeah. bump that number up to two because if you do it once, once could, you know, once could be a fluke, maybe you got lucky, but twice, twice is, twice is concrete. But it's, I mean, I didn't even think I'd have one five years ago and now I'm like, right, come on, two this year. That. We'll make it two this year. What's so beautiful as well to hear mm. you talk and look in your eyes and uh, see the sparkle, you can just the sparkle, see, you can see yeah. the it's so inspiring it is and lovely to, to me listen to. Is. And um, you can, but you can tell that mm. you can just tell and people that are watching this on you. Mm. I, I urge even anyone that's listening to this when they when they when, when you do listen, watch it on YouTube as well because you can see in your <laughs> eyes. Uh, it, I love it honestly. It's absolutely gold, and there's something so just so inspiring. Like young people out there listening, I'll, I'd love. I've got my, you know, my, I'll be showing my my twins this this video to watch them and mm. and just want them to take away from it that listen find something you love and look at what it can do and just find something you're passionate about even if you're not the best at it i mean i certainly wasn't when i started yeah. but like i wanted it so bad that yeah, eventually it was gonna it's it's you know i it was i was gonna get it i was yeah. gonna get it one way or another and i mean being in cars this year i mean i've been i've been extremely lucky to have simon simon yeah. knows matt matt has the car Simon got Warren House Accounting to sponsor yeah. me, so I made it to Silverstone, and then you know I Best of British, Scarrets, yeah. and you know to have all these sort of guys to you know chuck some money behind me so I can go and do it. Like it, it, it's very much a pinch me moment. It's very emotional. Mm. I don't, even though I'm sort of very low level in the cars, it is still extremely expensive cars. Yeah, it's imagine. it's an extremely expensive sport. And if I did ever sort of make it up to a higher level of motorsport and I was having like quite hefty sponsorship behind me, I think I'd, I think I'd probably cry. 
Like I, I, I don't. It means that much to me to have somebody hear my story, believe in me, and then sort of go, "Well, here we want to make, we want to help make this happen for you." And it's, you know, very much still why me, but at the same time, it's like, I, I will not let you down with this. I will not let you. I've been waiting for this opportunity. Like, I will not let you down. I, I want this so badly, and definitely having sort of a hard, sad couple of years it's sort of given me the drive to sort of be like well if I don't pursue this now if I don't try my hardest now mm. what what I'm I'm not gonna have a happy life am I and it is the one thing that makes me happy for years and, and look to and look back and no no it has no made me happy. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah but that's it I think that's it like is it's just looking back and going uh, you've given everything and you've given it your best shot and you and and look what you achieve it's such a and like you say mm-hmm. it's, it's taking those moments to look at especially what you've been through over the last few years to look at where you are now and what an amazing journey that's been and mm-hmm. and through the low points as low as it got to where it's just it's an incredible inspiring amazing story and well thank you for for coming on and, and and sharing it with us, and I think look, we're coming towards the end. So a couple, we're going to finish yeah. with a couple of little. Bit. This is mm-hmm. our. I always talk on the podcast about, and I, again for me that narrative around what success looks like and how we measure it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always keen to when I've listened to people's stories where they started, where they are now, and obviously where they're sort of going. But let's do our last sort of life in mm-hmm. sixty seconds. What talk, talk to me about what success means to you? Um. Success would mean to me being able to do what you love the most is your life. And obviously that for me would be motorsport. Um, but you've definitely got to stop and appreciate how far you've come. Because we always sort of have our heads down trying to trudge on forward. And we never sort of look behind to see, oh my God, I really have gone on. But I mean, one day I do I do dream, dare to dream that I may have a go in, F1, in an F1 car at some point. I mean, that would be even a... a historic one even you know a very really old one to just be able to you know what I saw on tally from the ages of sort of two three years old to maybe being having you know being able to have the chance to have a go in one of those would be monumental I think I think I probably I I don't think I could ever be sad again if I got that chance (laughs) you know but yeah I mean definitely success for me would be would be to be able to build my life within motorsport and because it's the only, it is one of the only things that has kept me happy, makes me happy, and I, I would just be so grateful if I could actually pull it off and be able to make my life within the sport up. That has given me so much. Amazing. And t- tell me, what, what does what does the future hold? How do you, where do you see the in motorsport going? Mm-hmm. Is is that goal F one? Is that where you, the the dream and yeah. the ambition that you go? Oh, there's a chance I could get. There. Yeah, I mean, well, F1, there hasn't sort of been an F1, a woman in F1 since the 60s, and I do believe they are trying to push it and trying to mm. find the right girl, but it is very much still like the doors aren't completely open yet, mm. which is really sad. I mean, to, for example, in touring cars, when I first watched it when I was 10, it was all men. Now you flip it on now and there's Jade Edwards. Mm. And to just have that representation there that there is a woman on the grid... And maybe she, I mean, she is completely slated. She, she's had a, you know, she maybe has, has a hard race and doesn't perhaps get the result. But nobody's slating the guys finishing behind her. Mm. 
but just because you know she's a woman and she's you know she stands out just to have that representation there means more than what a mean comment on social media could be yeah sure definitely and just just to have the representation there it means a lot and mm. i just want to you know realistically you know you've got a, you realistically your goals are a lot shorter rather than you know i mean for me f1 pinnacle yeah, yeah. it's yeah, the best cool. I, I would have but realistically maybe hopefully i could drive you know sports cars maybe if i could be look ever, ever be lucky enough to get in a sports car maybe i could do endurance racing maybe i could make it to Le Mans. maybe mm. maybe i could make it to touring cars and come full circle mm. that would be that'd be so cool actually yeah. that would be that would be very cool but yeah just motorsports one of those things like people ask me what i want to do and it's just like i'd drive anything at this point <laughs> like i'd anything <laughs> i would drive anything but obviously people want specific goals yeah. and for me definitely but i would i would drive anything the yeah. the, the wheel the engine all of it is just everything for me but yeah I definitely Le Mans would be cool touring cars would be f amazing that because yeah. that would be definitely a full circle moment for yeah, me because sort of standing there 10 years old watching them go around all in this year was really strange sensation because I raced on the track where I first watched my first ever race and yeah. it was sort of a weird moment we, we actually have a picture of me when I'm 10 on the track like this it's through the last corner, and um, once testing had finished on the Saturday, we took my helmet up, and instead of ha holding like the bridge up in the background, I was holding my helmet on the corner. Love you know, sort of fourteen Love years that. later. So you never know how far you can go yeah. until you until you try. But yeah, well, that would be very um, cool. I certainly listened to it, and I'm sure every, all the listeners as well will wish you every su continued success. And uh, and but. Being mindful, actually, of just how far you've come already mm. and where you are. And like as you've alluded to throughout the whole mm. conversation, which, are, again, for me, is, is so self-aware. Actually, take their moments and yeah. listen, and, and really, you know, like you, you look at, you listen to you talk about that British Open <laughs> win, and honestly, your face lights up, and that's and that's something magical that you bottle. And it you know, probably so. saved my life in some ways that win because it was the first sort of time where I had. I knew I was good at driving. I knew like I had something about me and I mm. knew that I wanted to do it, but it was the first time I had proof. Yeah. And it was validation. Validation. It was the first time like all those people who said, "Oh, why do you do this? You're shit." Like and I've yeah. had that before. I've had rich kids come to me and it's like, "Why are you racing your shit?" And I'm like, "Well, it's me and my dad out the back of an out the back of a trailer and you're paying thousands of pounds to a race team that does this every weekend and yeah. we're still <laughs> yeah, we're still that. we're still on the same that. so it's like yeah. you know and then winning that was very much a watch this i yeah. can do it you know i can Good do it you. you can't tell me i can't do it because i can if somebody tells you you can't do something makes you really want to do it yeah. more doesn't yeah, it yeah, yeah absolutely and absolutely. it's like yeah chew on that you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have that <laughs> absolutely that as well Put that trophy in there. Yeah, <laughs> should have brought it and popped it down <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> well, look, we're um, mm. we're we're gonna we're gonna finish off now. We've just our, our our final one, which I always sort of ask. Just tell me your your one rule for living a fulfilled life. Um, stopping to appreciate how far you've come, and even when things are going round, wrong, try and find the laughter in it. You know, 
try and mm. try and laugh at the silly stuff. I mean, you can have everything go wrong and you can laugh about how dire the situation is. Mm. I mean, you can cry about how dire the situation is, but you can also laugh and say, oh, well, bloody hell, look, look at where <laughs> I am right now. You know, you can always go the other way with it sometimes. And I think we forget that. But definitely appreciate like how far you have come. You know, every day can be a challenge, and even if get even if getting through yesterday was your your a big achievement, then you carry that, you take that, you you hold on to that, you find find what you love, and try and make it happen. Amazing, Jade. Honestly, I, I, I like I said, I mm-hmm. I said at the beginning in the intro that I was blown away when that someone else told me about your mm-hmm. story and journey, and to have the the honour to actually sit and chat to you and you share it with me has been honestly a real real privilege for me and i'm i'm honored to have had you on thank you so much for sharing just but actually just sharing your story so openly honestly vulnerably and scarily and scary <laughs> bless you and but but honestly it's it's, it's, in, it's incredible and and without that it will inspire so many people and your your incredible story that you you've shared with us today so i'm really really grateful for it so thank, thank you um, thank you for your time uh, and the opportunity to be here yeah. and everybody who's actually probably made it this far listening to my yeah. horrible voice yes, oh, but it's, you know <laughs> it's, it's incredible but yeah it's been, thank you oh, you're welcome listen we wish you more more, more standing on that podium more even more. Ones. absolutely absolutely more we're, 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 we're keeping an eye open on your career three so. races in and we're two up this year so we're looking we good can go. we can go we yeah can we can go. maybe go for a few more amazing keep pushing <laughs> listen i wish you all the best and thanks thank again you. it's great thank and that, you for as having they say me. Is a wrap.